mine now. You belong to me. Today we are going to play a new fun game. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Twin Picks podcast. My name is Dan. My name's Nicole. And this is a movie-based podcast where we talk about two films based on the theme. This week our theme is films what our mate chose last week with us. Uh, Film.foods joined us last week and she helped us choose two movies which ended up being Tampopo and Coherence. After that I'm going to be talking about The Barbie Diaries in Stitch Up. Because I lost yes. the Wheel of Fortune last time and Barbie Diaries. Good choice. That's all I'll say for now. But before we get to that part of the show, what's been happening with you? Are you okay? Uh, I'm okay. I think everyone's over COVID talk, but we've gone into our four four lockdown. Other than that, it's been it's been pretty good. Busy volunteering. We took the kids to bounce and swimming last week. Bounce. Bounce. Bounce is like a trampolining place. Massive trampoline. Oh right. Place. We, we've got a bounce in London, but it's ping pong. It's called ping pong. No, it's the place is called bounce, but it is ping pong games of ping pong. Ah. You know, ping pong. <laughs> yeah, also known as the tabla de la tennis. But your Are one you is, learning um, that in du- is that how you say it in Duolingo in French? I believe so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, le ping pong sur la table. Something <laughs> like that. Probably is. But your one is trampolines. Yeah. And we went to uh, Acme the week before. Oh, mate, I need to take you there when you come here. They've um, updated it and it's moving image. It's all about moving your image and they've got this free area. And... Um, this one section that they've got is got all of these movie quotes and you just put them in whatever order you want. And then it just plays a sentence, a random sentence that you created. It's like Royale with cheese. Awkward. And like it keeps, it goes for like about a minute or so. It's so funny. Sounds like fun. Yeah. But that's about me. What about you? How are you feeling? You're alive. Um, I'm alive, mate. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right, mate. I had a couple of episodes ago, I explained that I was just about to go in for surgery and I had it and I've been out for about nine days now. Mm-hmm. And I'm all right, mate. I, I'm recovering slowly. My wounds seem to be healing nicely. Still got to take it easy. I'm actually recording from bed uh, from my recovery position. Do you know what? Being be in an hospital, though, it's not as... I've never spent a, a night in hospital before, and I was a little bit nervous about it. It wasn't too bad. But I, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I suppose the best thing is that you can just watch movies. And you sort of... Every four to six hours, you at the corner of your eye, you see them wheeling the drugs cabinet in. And you're like, oh, here comes some, here comes some morphine. <laughs> and that, that sort of... Uh, that sort of picks you up. I just felt myself living from from pain management delivery, from pain management delivery and, and timing what I was going to watch. But I was desperate to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, because oh, it's yeah. based in a hospital. But I thought about it, like, what would everyone want to watch? I mean, I, I wanted to watch some horror stuff based in a hospital. I might be in a the minority there. I don't, I, can't, I, don't, I can't, don't know many people that would probably. Yeah. I know one person that definitely would want to watch that. Um, and that would be Sarah. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think you'd sort of watch if you had, if you were bed bound and you had 
would you go for something like cerebral that you've really got to concentrate on or would you prefer to have something that you're familiar with and you know and you can just sort of dip in and out because there's many it, ways to it would yeah it would it would depend like if you're you don't want something too funny because if you're in a lot of pain mm. and that will cause well, you yeah. more pain um what would i want to watch I mean, if if it's on your laptop, obviously not not something that you would want to watch on a big screen. Nothing too intense, I think. Well, I ended up watching um, a load of episodes of Red Dwarf because I'm super familiar with it. I grew up with it, so it's kind of comfortable to watch those. Um, And I also like, I've seen them so many times that I know where all the jokes are and I know what the jokes are. Probably would have been fine, but I didn't want to laugh too hard to like disrupt my... My surgical Your wounds and organs, stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and my organs and stuff. People have been playing around with my fucking insides, haven't they? <laughs> Weird. I keep thinking about it and I get a bit lightheaded. I'm like, some fucking, some gazers just had his hands in my fucking. <laughs> they haven't. No. Someone's been messing around with my insides and. Someone put some marbles in your in the intestines and like, let's see what will happen. In there. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a scan in like 30 years or whatever and they'll be like, there's some fucking micro machines in your uh, <laughs> in your stomach, mate. Um, yeah, so I watched a few episodes of Red Dwarf, a few episodes of Spaced. I watched most of Spaced. And oh, again, yeah. quite familiar with it. Haven't seen it for a long time. But it was an exercise in um, self-control because there, I'd forgotten some of the jokes in Spaced and some of it is very, a very funny show. And I did have to sort of look away and I managed to perfect kind of not laughing at something but yeah so yeah, cool. something easy and familiar i would advise well gl- i'm glad i'm glad that you're you're out of hospital and you're recovering you're doing it's okay. done now mate mm. um but yeah so I, I, as you can imagine I've, I've watched quite a lot of films after having left the hospital came home went to bed and watched a load of a load of bloody films mate so i've got a stack of them do you want to go one for one, or have you got anything else you want to talk about? Um, I mean, film-wise, I've only got one film and then two TV series. We could go a bit of back and forth. Give us one of your shows. All right. Love on the Spectrum. Season oh, two okay. is just has just started uh, a couple of weeks ago. Second season is a lot better than first season. The only problem with first season is... Um, that they only get paired up with people on the spectrum where in second season there's a bit of a variety of uh, meeting people who uh, are not necessarily on the spectrum. And I thought that I'm like, that's how it should be. So much better. And there's a few familiar faces from last year. Mark, Mark is my favourite. I really hope he does well this time. And if not, someone should set me up with him because he's such a he's such a funny dude. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he's like, I want to be a paleontologist. So I was like, Oh my god, it's Ross. But yeah, it's really good. It's a really good series. To you, I, oddly, right? So I started with the 2011 remake of Fright Night. I watched that, and I I quite enjoy that film. I think it's quite good. I'd never seen the original Fright Night, so. I watched the original Fright Night, and yes, it is much better than the new version. Um, I still think the new version's okay, but the original is quite original, like of its own sort of 
creation, if that makes sense. It's very, it's mm-hmm. quite unique, and it's got some, it's got the best baggy eighties jumpers I think I've ever seen, um, and some really good eighties music as well. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed doing that Fright Night double bill back to back. But I did it the wrong way around. I did the new one first, and then the old one second. What else you got? Uh, another ABC series that I watched. I would, which would, would be good for you to watch if you want something really easy. I think I've me- I've mentioned it before. It's called You Can't Ask That. So they're up to yes. the, their sixth season. Um, I think it's a total of six episodes this season as well. So the topics that they do in this season is cheating, amputees, ex-football players, missing person, uh, Asian family, Adult virgins, lesbians, and obsessive compulsive. That was more than six. That was like more eight. Um, my favorite episode from this season was Missing Persons um, because there was a few familiar faces because um, some of these missing uh, person cases were on the news and one of them was about this young boy named, I think it was his name was Daniel, and he was my age and he went missing when he was 13 and I think about 10 years later they found his body and I was just like, oh, my oh, God, shit. like this is it freaked me out because I was like this kid could have been 25 and, you know, doing, you know, have a career and being out and yeah. about but because of this circumstance it's just like it kind we'll of shook me. Yeah. But it's a really good series. I think over the f- – Six seasons, Missing Persons is my favorite. Sex Workers is a one of my favorites as well. Uh, deaf yeah. people, people on the spectrum, killed someone, HIV positive, and transgender. They're really, um, they're probably the most fascinating okay. episodes that I've watched. I think you mentioned maybe the HIV one when we spoke about Philadelphia. Yeah. It's a really good series. If you can find it somewhere, 100% would recommend to watch. Back to you. Okay, mate. I'm going to give it a go. So I'm going to breeze past Wonder Woman 84 because it wasn't very good. Uh, (laughs) It was was fine. It was a bit odd. I don't don't hate myself after having watched it, but I, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. I watched a doco on Amazon called Hotel Coolgardie, and it's set in Australia. Ah, yes. I haven't watched it. It follows two young Finnish women who are traveling around Australia. They go to Perth, and they find work in a nearby town for three months, and they have to work at the spa for three months. But the, the thing is, is that the locals and the staff they're all treating these young women very disrespectfully like shouting orders at them telling them they're stupid and just being altogether unpleasant on top of that you have the um like a constant kind of threat if that makes sense Mm. because like throughout watching documentary people are coming on to these young women they're very drunk they're quiet uh, aggressive in certain circumstances no one really crossed a physical line but it, you could feel that it could have done quite easily like if the film crew weren't there and it was quite difficult to watch mate 
Um, but very interesting and I think an important thing to watch, especially if you're a dude. Yeah. And it certainly seemed to show a bit of what life is like in a job like that, maybe in mm. that place. Uh, is it? Um, it's like, is it in a mining town? Yeah, it might be. It was something in like that. In the middle that. of nowhere, yeah. Uh, what you got? What you got? I've got one more. I've got a one more film. It was. I think it was the last day of the Spanish film festival, and I watched Rose's Wedding, and it was okay. I was expecting more from it. I thought it was going to be more empowering. Oh, so the story is about this young. She's in her, I think, uh, late thirties, early forties. But everyone expects, you know, is always relying on on Rosa and she's just, you know, I don't have a husband or anything so she decides to marry herself and live by the countryside. She married you herself. Know, yeah. I thought it was going to be more funny. It sounded like her brother or her family was going to set her up with someone and that's what I thought from the trailer. And then when I watched it I was like, oh, no, that doesn't, that's not exactly how it panned out. Um, but it was all right. I don't think I would watch it again. Sounds like a hard pass for me. <laughs> I don't think you would watch it. Let's say I'll say that <laughs> it was a comedy. It was it was a bit funny. I think a few weeks ago I watched Herotic uh, Losers, which is another Spanish film, and that was much funnier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what else have you watched before we move on? Well, the last couple that I watched were some familiar films: Die Hard Two. And Die Hard with a Vengeance. Well, I enjoy Bruce Willis stuff from the nineties. I think it's great. Um, Die Hard with a Vengeance is probably my favourite Die Hard film. I do enjoy that. The first one's great. Don't get me wrong, but the, the mm. third one is the most rewatchable to me. And it's just a couple of people driving around New York City trying to defuse bombs and solve riddles. It's fucking great. I love Die Hard Three. Um, and that's about it, mates. But my my. Film count for the year now is up to 165. I'm still ahead of that one one a day film average. Um, I'm doing all right. Let's move on to section two then, where we're going to be discussing the two films that our mate Foodie helped us choose in the last episode, Tampopo and Coherence. But first, we've got a little topic intro to do. Which we recorded the previous week uh, with Foodie while we recorded... Uh, our picks episode so we're gonna insert it here i thought i would put together uh because on my instagram account i usually do a guess a film every friday where i'll put a picture of a food scene and then everyone just has to like guess what movie it's from so i thought i'd do like a um sort of a vocal version of that um so i've recorded 10 different food scenes yeah basically you guys just have to guess which movie it's from and then i'll just keep score can we ask um, yes or no questions if we've got no idea? Uh, yes. Okay. I'll, I'll let you guys ask maybe like one question. Okay. I don't even know if you guys have seen all these movies, but I tried to pick very sort of like well-known type of films. Quick question. Yes. When we know it, we just write it down, right? Or are we shouting it out as soon as we know it? Are we going buzzer? Nicole! Do you guys yeah. prefer me <laughs> announcing the answer each like food scene as we go along or should I just do it all at the end? I was just thinking about this actually because it might not work if we do a shout out because of the delay. It means that you're always going to have an advantage. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I know, I bet you are. I reckon we should write them down, 
maybe let's write them down and maybe at the and at the end we'll, we'll recap. What Go do you through think? them. Yep. That sounds cool. Good. Sounds good. All right. Okay. The first one. Good. You mind if I try one of yours? <gasps> That's easy. This is yours here, right? Um. Listen to the eating. Oh, but mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. All right. That was the first one. Okay. That was easy. Okay. Hope you guys no. yep, write down your answers. Okay, the second burger? one. <laughs> no. Okay, ready for the second one? Yeah. Really? Number two. I know. Using your imagination. Oh, crap. I don't know. Oh, don't you know, Nick? I have a feeling of what it could be, but I don't think it is. It might be Close Encounters of the Third Kind. (laughs) Okay, number three. Maybe this will trigger some memories for us 90s kids. Oh. Oh my god! I'll give a bit of like an explanation because you couldn't hear like any cooking, right? But someone's making pancakes. Oh my god! Do you know Dan? Not clue. You guys can ask one question each as well. Nineties film. Yeah, nineties oh, pancakes. Um, who's in it? <laughs> okay, you can't. Ask, you can only ask like yes or no. <laughs> right. One yes um, or no question. Is it an animated film? No. Okay. okay. Is it got Robin Williams in it? No. no. Okay, it's not that film. I, okay, that was your question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what is I don't film? know. I've just had no, a stab right. at it and I've written down something. I don't think pancake. it's right, but <laughs> <laughs> Pancake Two. Pancake. Squeak wall. Um Pancakes. That's right. I'll I'll go back to it later. Okay. All right, number four. <laughs> bit of a description of what happened in the scene someone was making a grilled cheese sandwich oh i think okay oh grilled cheese sandwich is john favreau in it who's john favreau (laughs) he's a happy hogan i don't know he's in iron man he's iron man director (laughs) Um, I was gonna say it's not the guy from um, Entourage. Not that guy. No, he was in. No, no. you know it anyway, Nick, didn't you? Nicole's seen this movie. Yeah. Dan hasn't seen yeah. this movie um, yet. Oh yeah, now I know. I know now yeah. what we're about. That's so nice. Yeah, Damn. what an idiot. <laughs> that would be hard though if you just heard the audio. I I about. thought it was yeah. that film. Yeah, cool. Okay, all right. This one, if you've seen the film, which I think you guys have, um, it's. Yeah, that's a good one. Do we have a deal, Mr. Reagan? You know, I know this steak doesn't exist, 
Yeah. And when I put it in my mouth. I had to cut out the next part because it would give the movie away. <laughs> okay, so in that scene, a guy's eating the perfect looking steak. Oh, and some red wine. <laughs> it's more of a Dan film than a Nicole film, I would say. But... I was going to say, uh, I'll write it down, but I know it's not. I've You've got, got a question, question though, haven't you? Is it some sort of like um, mafia film? No. Okay, damn it. It's not the film I was thinking. <laughs> the Godfather. No, no, no. The other one. Um, Goodfellas. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was, was going to put Goodfellas oh, yeah. in the list, but it's not in the list. <laughs> I'm going to put that, but I know that's incorrect. Good scene. Oh, okay. This one's a classic film. Is it Titanic? Hey, pizza. Oh, all right. Just wait. When it's ready, can you just shove it in my mouth? <laughs> Don't you be a smart ass. I'll grab the atrocity channel. Hydrate level four, please. This is Trolls 2. Is it ready? Here you go. Oh, boy, oh, boy, Mom. Okay, so what's happening in that scene is a lady is putting a pizza into an oven and then it comes out, like, cooked. And I think the oven's called a hydrator. Something like that. Maybe there's an upside down person as well in that scene. An upside down person. I don't know why I'm giving you clues, Nick. (laughs) Dan, no, it's all right. You're winning this this quiz. That's all good, mate. I think Um, I am. (laughs) I don't know what that clue means. I don't know if Dan knows if it's the same film that I'm thinking of. (laughs) I think it is. Well, we'll find out. Oh, no. Okay. Is it an animation? No. No. Okay. So it's not. I was. I was thinking it. Is it a sequel? Is there a sequel, or is this a sequel? Is is that a sequel? Is it a sequel? Yes, that is a sequel. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The sequel. Okay. Yeah, Dan knows. Mm. Oh, look at him looking all smug at me, mate. I'm not competitive. <laughs> it's from the '90s, right? Or was it the late '80s? It's um that one is I want to say eighty. 80- Seven, 89. maybe 88. It, it might be 89, yeah. So the next four are based off um, movies that you guys have reviewed before. Ooh. So hopefully you guys were listening. I just wanted to come here. To Winkies. This Winkies. Guys, I got your guesses down. Yeah, I think we both know it, don't we? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this a film that I've reviewed, though? You've both reviewed it. Oh, fuck, then it's not this film. Oh, and we've reviewed this film. I can play the remainder. I had a dream about this place. Oh, boy. You see what I mean? No, that was all. (laughs) (laughs) God, I've got Dan's brain today. What do you mean by that? You're always like, you're always like, I've got a terrible memory. I don't remember saying that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. So this is another movie you guys have reviewed. I feel like the ones you guys have reviewed that I got food scenes from are harder.
birthday, dear Danny. Happy birthday to you. Stop it, Sam. What? You know, I never got this. Oh. So oh, I can't no. remember when you guys reviewed this, but anyway, so in that scene, it's a guy trying to light up a birthday. I know cake. this film. I know this film. I know this film. Oh, what is it? Oh yeah, I know what this is. Yeah, you both I've know it. No but... idea. <laughs> I know it. Birthday. Yeah, you guys cake. viewed it maybe. Yeah. I want to say like late this last year. year. Oh, late last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, around that time. Yeah, I know this film. Okay. So you could just guess. You got a qu- do? You, do you want to get a question? question? I have got a question. Um, is Tom Hanks in it? No, no. I didn't. I, didn't, I knew that already. Definitely not. <laughs> I'm just going to think of another question. Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to write well, box. <laughs> oh, it's a drink scene, not a food scene. Okay, so I could describe what's happening in it. I feel like it'll give it away. It's <laughs> a well pump, right? Yeah, so yeah. some water is, I guess, someone's peeing into something and the water is getting purified by this, like, contraption. Ah, uh, right, got it. Someone drinks oh. some water from it. Oh, yeah, I know. It's one of the best films ever made, Nick. Peeing in a... Did you say peeing in a sock? <laughs> no, peeing... <laughs> Into like a funnel or something. I don't know. Some contraption which funnel. gets purified into water. <gasps> oh, now I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. come on. You yeah, know this. Yeah. <laughs> what a dickhead. I put Z, Z for Zachariah. <laughs> really? Do you know what? I was thinking that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good scene. Okay. And then mm. the last one. Understanding. Don't think twice. It's understanding that makes it possible for people like us <laughs> to talk to a person like yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Don't mention it. It's a DiCaprio. Enjoy lunch. Darling, you're wonderful. I think you reviewed this this year. Um, it's so there's a bunch of teens sitting in a restaurant. Like a fancy restaurant. The Sausage King of Chicago. Abe Froman. Oh <laughs> you want to use your question? <laughs> a film that we've reviewed this... We definitely reviewed this film this year. I Dan. think it was this year. To be fair, I think it was last year. Oh, late last year. I think it might year. have been maybe late summer last year. Your summer. Yes. English summer. <laughs> <laughs> so like winter last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I was like, that's way too far, foodie. Mm. Um, films that I've that we've reviewed that are teenage. Eh, butter, 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 so wing butter. Oh, okay. Can you say that, Dan? so wing butter. Gannity, 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 so wing butter. This is Jim Carrey. 
Is that your question? Yeah. Jim Carrey? No. No. Damn it. You're going to tell me it and then I'm going to be like, what an idiot. All right, let's go through. Probably. Um, All right, the first one. It was Pulp Fiction. Dick. Did you both get that? Actually, I should ask you guys what you thought. Each one was. All right. Okay, so number two, Nicole, what do you think? Matilda, but that's incorrect. Okay, and Dan, what did you think it was? It was Hook. Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. But funny you said Matilda. Yeah. Oh, um, the next one's Matilda. The next one was Matilda. <laughs> was it? And, yeah, did you get number th- – oh, you didn't get the pancake song. No, I put Lost one. in Translation. Okay, so that was number three. Number four Chef. was – yeah, Chef. Dan, you put Chef, I think, as well. I did, did yeah. Yeah, chef. Be honest. Number five. <laughs> uh, Dan, let's start with you. What, what did you think number five was? Well, it was The Matrix, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Clearly, one Nicole, what did you guess? I put Moonstruck. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I, when I, I was looking at, oh, he's cutting the, the steak. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good food. Yeah, thing, though, yeah, I, know. I guess because I said steak, yeah. yeah. So good guess. Um, number six, Nicole. What did you have for number six? I thought Back to the Future. Yeah, you you're right. But no, Dan, wait, 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 what, is that all you wrote? <laughs> did you just write Back to the Future? Yeah, two. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, number seven. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, what so did you guys have? I put Zombieland, but I haven't reviewed this film. But it's clearly that's not the answer. Yeah, it's not Zombieland. Yeah. Dan, what did you think it was? It's Mulholland Drive. It is. Ah. Yes. It's like a dream scene. And right. I posted it like not too long ago on my account as well. Number I know, seven. I know number seven. I want to hear Dan's what Dan thought this was. What do you was. think number seven was, Dan? Um wasn't number oh, sorry, seven Mulholland Drive. Number eight. Yeah. Yeah, number, number eight. eight. Number eight, I didn't have a clue, so I just wrote bollocks. <laughs> okay, no, it's not that. Midsummer. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit, the bed. Is it Midsummer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Is it the pube pie? It was, no, that wasn't the pube pie scene. It was oh, like, the birthday right cake the scene. Yeah. yeah. I was looking for the pie right. scene, but I couldn't find it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Um, All right. Number eight, the Waterworld. Yes. Dan, did you guess Waterworld? Yeah, Waterworld. Sorry, that was number nine. Um, and number ten, Nicole. I can't. I've gone so blank on on that film. What did I said? Jim Carrey, didn't I? Yeah, it's not Jim Carrey. Yeah. It's not Jim Carrey. <laughs> but it's with te- and you said it was teenagers. Yes. Oh, Dan's winning anyway. Uh, and you said L- I don't think you're still allowed to guess I think we've just got we're going through the answers now <laughs> it's not right, this is finished right, now mate. well Dan what was <laughs> just, what was the last was the one go on the last one well it's Ferris, Ferris Bueller's Day Off yeah. of course oh my god what yeah. an idiot so Dan got <laughs> 8 out of 10 did he yeah oh, Dan yeah. did he got Matilda and did he get Matilda Midsummer, Midsummer, wrong. Oh yeah, so cool. he got those two wrong. And Nicole got one, two, three, four, five, five out of ten. That sounds about right. So a pass. <laughs> you just passed. You just film passed. School. Food film school. 
Awesome. Thank well, you thanks for, for doing my yeah. quiz. <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. Thanks for coming thanks on. For thanks for preparing the quiz. I guess it's back to us in the studio, Nicole. Back in the studio. <laughs> back in the studio. So what, what studio. did you... What did you think of the quiz, mate? How did you uh, did you enjoy getting absolutely fucking pulverized by me? <laughs> now listening back to it, I was like, I can't believe I didn't get Ferris Bueller's day off. And I yeah. I uh I got the Maholland drive after listening to that uh that again. I was just like there was there was so there was a f- the few that I didn't get. I was like, Oh, I could I could have easily got these. But oh well. I was quite surprised when a couple of them came up and you you didn't get them. I was, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was delighted because I I, I wiped the floor with you, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was a lot it of fun. Was fun. And thanks once again for food to Foodie for for coming on. Uh, great to have you on. She sounded great, didn't she? she yeah, sounded great. she did. We'll we'll probably yeah. get her on maybe at some point again in the near Come future. Come back anytime. Maybe, yeah. So what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with Tampapo or Coherence? Maybe Coherence. So Coherence was on my list of three. It was directed by James Ward Burkett. It came out in 2013 and it's 89 minutes long. The tagline and synopsis on Letterboxd reads, Nothing is random. On the night of an astronomical anomaly, eight friends at a dinner party experienced a troubling chain of reality-bending events. Uh, it stars Emily Baldoni as M, Maury Sterling as Kevin, Nicholas Brendan as Mike, Noreen Scafaria as Lee. Nicholas Brendan was in uh, is the guy in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's the only thing I have known from. Oh, really? Um, God, yeah, I haven't watched that TV series in a very long time. Same. But basically, it's about a group of friends. They're at a dinner party. There's a meteor passing close to the Earth. And but there is a power cut. They go outside. There's a house about five minutes down the road with their lights on. They go to investigate the house. And it's their house. It's the house that they've just come from. Uh, and what they find out is that there's another version of themselves in another version of their house. But not only that, as the film goes on, there are multiple There's versions, multiple of, versions yeah. of themselves and, and the houses. So uh, what kind of, I think, I feel like we've got to explain the whole concept of the film in order to, to be able to talk about to it talk freely. About it. And yeah. it goes without saying that we spoil the fuck out of these films. Uh, we put them in the title. <laughs> if you don't want this film spoiled, don't fucking listen to this episode. Yeah. Turn it off now. Um, there is multiple versions of, of everybody. And because this comet's passing over, it's opened some kind of gateway. So, for some reason we can access all of these multiple uh, universes and versions of ourselves. Mm. So when they go out and there's this like black dark void, what they're saying is this like a roulette wheel. So they go out and then they get spun out into some random reality. And I've, I've made a few kind of notes, but they're mainly statements. So I've written things like when I was watching it, things like alcoholism, but I didn't really go much into that. One of them was an alcoholic. Um, and he's not drinking at the start of the film. And it's quite clear yeah. that he's got a past with drinking. But then at some point during the film, he starts drinking. And you think, oh, that's funny. But by the end of the film, you learn, oh, it's a different version of that character. He's gone outside and come back. And it's a different version of mm. Xander from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> um, 
so but the alcoholism wasn't really explored as a theme as i thought it might be so that's what i mean when i say i've got a few statements that probably won't mean anything yeah um, another one i've got is facing yourself uh quite literally so like uh sometimes we've got to sort of take a look at ourselves and you know figure out what's going on in this they've they're given that opportunity quite literally to face themselves and I think that's the thing I enjoyed most about it is M's character arc from the start of the film. She's a bit of a procrastinator and she's not really going to, she doesn't, it's clear that from her past, from a story that she, she explains about her dancing career and her current situation with that's her boyfriend, right. she doesn't really make decisions. She kind of sits on things and that's a decision in itself. You know, you have to make a decision, not making a decision is still making a decision. Yeah. Um, so I quite enjoyed how by the end of the film she is making a decision and she faces herself quite literally by trying to steal another version of herself's reality. I enjoyed that. I just don't think that it delved deep into that enough. I think there was quite a long stretch in the middle of this film where it sort of dipped for me. I really enjoyed the ending. I really enjoyed the start. The but start. in the middle it just it just dipped a little bit for me. Yeah. It felt like it sort of meandered around a little bit and it got too caught up in what versions of the characters they were and that sort of thing. Um, I would have preferred more philosophical discussion around finding yourself, I guess, as wanky as that sounds and uh, discovering yourself and talking to yourself. What would you say? You know, if you could face yourself quite literally, what the fuck would you say to yourself? What would you talk about? I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? I don't, yeah. It's really fascinating. Though. I was really confused in this film. Okay. It's kind of got like um, Primer vibes. Um, yeah. I want to say Another Earth is a film I would compare this to. Oh, yeah. Um, the Invitation has I vibes of The that. Invitation as well. I think, it's, I, I think it's quite good, this film. But it just, like I said, just dipped in the middle a little bit for me. What are your thoughts on it? I was very, <laughs> I, I messaged Foodie straight after I watched this. I was like, what the fuck did we just watch? <laughs> I was so confused. But then I did, I read some notes on it and like how they created this film. So it was a 50K budget and they shot it over five nights and it was largely improv. Like, so every, I think we were yeah. talking about this with Roma a few, a few episodes ago where the director, you know, mentioned a few things to characters. But they did kind of the same thing, but with um, they had like a few notes on a piece of paper. Yeah. Kind of like a murder mystery. It's like, oh, yeah, so this, these are your things that you, this, these are your goals for this, this filming. This is what has to happen. Um, yeah. Like there was, uh, Ke- there was a scene I think halfway through and Kevin's trying to leave to go, just leave to go to the other house and M um, is not allowing him to leave. And that was like one of her notes apparently on the on her goals for that night. So it'd be interesting to shoot a film like that. Well, if you've got a 50K knocking around, mate, I'll, I'll fly over and help you shoot. <laughs> um, we'll do a short film version of it. We'll do a short version, yeah, over Zoom. Yeah, over Zoom. I think the most memorable line in this to me is is was at the start of the film, and I wonder if this is where more of the improv came in because 
I keep saying that it sort of dipped in the middle and I feel like that's probably because they were kind of like, come on, let's do plot, let's do plot, let's do plot. Yeah. But I enjoyed the start of the film because of the kind of the loose interactions everybody was having. Mm. And one of the characters brought along a, a bottle of liquid and she was like, oh, it helps, you know, it just helps chill you out. It's got uh, chamomile in it and melatonin, <laughs> add some ketamine. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and Xander from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is like, we've got wine, cheese, and ketamine, and that just all of that 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 conversation felt quite loose and natural and enjoyable yeah. to me. I, I quite enjoyed it. I would have preferred for it to continue with that kind of loose conversational vibe, but throw in some philosophical discussions about facing yourself and all of that stuff. Uh, I feel like it kind of just scraped the surface of what this could have been and I, I get it you know it's 50 grade 50k budget it doesn't need to be a big budget could have been less it want, could have been less than that yeah much. i just would have preferred i wonder how, how well more. it did at the box office oh i, I didn't look it up i've it, got no idea it was a good sci-fi film it does what good sci-fi is supposed to do and it takes a a high concept and kind of makes it relatable um within the kind of the human experience so it takes the high concept of having multiple realities and multiple versions of yourself but it kind of brings it back down to a personal story of facing yourself um and the decisions you make or don't make um mm-hmm. and it, it does that but it doesn't do it as well as some other sci-fi films and it didn't quite hold up to rewatch to me it was, yeah, it was still good i still enjoyed it um but the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, wow, this was great. I, I wasn't expecting this at all. This time I knew what was coming and I kind of wanted a bit more from it. Um, so seven out of 10, because it's a low budget film. And for what it is, it's very, very good. I've seen much, mm. much worse, but I've seen much better as well. So seven, seven out of 10, it's about average for me. Pretty good. Yeah, I'll give it. i probably give it about the same, to be honest. I don't think I would rewatch it again. It was... Yeah, it was fine. That's why I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 as well. Both for 7. All right, cool. We agree. We agree. Let's, um, let's move on to Tampopo then. So Tampopo came out in 1985. It's 115 minutes long. And it was directed by Juzo Itami. The tagline is, The first Japanese noodle western. A pair of truck drivers happen onto a decrepit roadside fast food stop selling ramen noodles. The widowed owner, Tampopo, begs them to help her turn her establishment into a paragon of the art of noodle soup making. It averages a 4.2 rating on Letterboxd, very highly rated film. And it's got mm. people in it with Japanese names that I can't pronounce. But I'm going to try. Tsumu Yamazaki as Goro. Niboku Miyamoto as Tampopo. Ken Watanabe as Gun. Koji Yakashu as Man in White Suit. Oh yeah, Man in White Suit. I remember. Yeah. So, so this was in your three. This was in your lineup of three that Foodie picked for you. Um, and I have to say, I guess we spoke a little bit about this before we started recording. But as a dude that's just had surgery because he can't <laughs> eat, uh, and it, because he can't swallow. And now he's yeah. been operated on and he still can't swallow. Watching a film that is so intrinsically based in food and the consumption of food and the human relationship with food, 
I can't think of a more uh, of a, a less appropriate film for me to watch. So thank <laughs> you guys and fuck you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was, you didn't know. Yeah, I got I got really hungry watching this film. It's a really good um, food film. Yeah. It yeah. might be the ultimate food film. Yeah, agreed. Um, so you've got Gunn and you've got Goro and they're kind of truck drivers. It's, the, the tagline said it's kind of a pseudo-Western and it kind of is. It's a, it's, a, it's a strange film. It's kind of quite an offbeat. I've not seen anything quite like it, but it's kind of the frame, It's kind of the framework of it is kind of a Western where Gunn and Goro go into this ramen noodle shop and it's terrible and Tampopo is running it and it's, it's pretty bad pretty poorly run she can't cook the ramen very well and she opens up to to goro like come on you seem to be a bit of a ramen god what am i doing wrong and then it goes into like a kind of a rocky film where she's training and she's moving <laughs> yeah. a heavy pot of water from moving the surface to the surface. <laughs> and then yeah and run. go for a run and goro's on, the, on, a, <laughs> on a bicycle behind her ringing the bell um it was very interesting to watch because it was it came out in nineteen eighty five, and it was kind of after the, a couple of Rocky films. It was kind of at mm. the height of that Rocky movement, and I wonder if some of the training montages were inspired by that kind of thing. I did kind of feel that, but yeah, as I said, it, the framework of it is kind of a a western where this old wise dude who turns up in this place, helps somebody, and then fucks off at the end. And that's exactly what mm. happened. But uh, throughout the film. It, basically, the film is Tampopo learning the ramen trade and yeah, going talking to different to restaurants. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, st- try, sneakily stealing people's ideas, peering through cracks in the walls to see what people were doing. And it's it, that's basically the plot of the film. And then it's, but it's more than that, it's, it's quite funny as well. I did mm. chuckle quite a lot in this film. And there's like little sides. There's side stories as well. So I think that the main side story is the um, the man in the white suit. You you could tend to see his side story every so often. Um, it started with then, him as well, didn't it? Like the yeah. very first scene was him and his partner um, arriving at a movie theater and having lots of luxurious food and champagne delivered. And he starts having a go at someone eating a bag of crisps. <laughs> and I thought it was Sarah. <laughs> 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 uh but yeah so uh, he yeah that that's one of the side stories uh actually now you mention it that's probably my biggest issue with the film is some of those side stories and particularly that 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 side story because i didn't mm. i didn't really get get, get it yeah um and i think i was a bit weirded out when they did the egg yolk erotic <laughs> Swapping, there was a couple of between mouths. <laughs> that was fucking gross, mate. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't. Watch, I was disgusting. <laughs> Someone thought that was oh. attractive. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they would have. They're like, oh, that's. Oh, listen, mate. I'm not judging anyone's um, sexual preferences. Everyone does their own thing as long as it don't harm yeah. anyone else. Crack on. I, I don't care. Yeah. But I just personally, I couldn't watch that. But I get it. It was it was absurd and it was quite funny. But it was mm. fucking gross as well. I couldn't watch and it. And then and then the other like sexual thing was, uh, he goes to like a to the seaside and there's this this woman that has all these oysters, 
and he mm. his uh, lip cuts from the oyster. Then she helps him with him, and then you know she's she helps him eat it, and then they start making out, and it's just like it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit random. Yeah, maybe the oyster the oyster was the aphrodisiac in that. Well, I would hope so, because if it ain't the oyster, then it's the blood. And then yeah. we're, we're talking about a whole new level of depraved <laughs> fantasy. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed watching this. Um, mm. I, I have to say that I enjoyed watching it more than I thought I would. Not that oh, I was good. putting it in a box, but I thought that yeah. um, it's got really high ratings. A lot of people rate it. So I thought, yeah, I'd probably think it's fine but i had a lot of fun watching it i thought it was pretty pretty well done um a couple of scenes i could have lost like the egg yolk mouth swapping that we spoke about the oyster <laughs> scene basically all of the gangster stuff i didn't really care for yeah because he got there was a part in it as well where he got horribly murdered by Not getting shot end. and he's wearing yeah. a white suit and it's raining and you can see his big old white pants through his white linen trousers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but he took about like three minutes to die and he's just flailing around and you can see his white pants and I was just like, nah, come on, mate. I, that was the one I could have done without, without his sins because all of the other stuff was great. I didn't mm. need any other stuff. It's almost got like a Tarantino vibe in a way. You know how like different story plots yeah. in a way. I see where That's you're coming from. I thought of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that connection totally, particular reference to Pulp Fiction. Um, they didn't quite tie up in the way that a, a Tarantino movie would, which I think is why mm. I was so disappointed with those particular gangster scenes because I was I was hoping by the end of it there would be some connection, but there wasn't really. The food was the connection, wasn't it? He's mm. He died and his last words were talking about, was it the goats that eat yams? And he said, "Some oh, yeah. creature oh, eats boar, so eating, boar was eating yams, and yeah, something like that." Yeah, and then what you got to do is you got to kill the the boar or whatever it was, and then immediately remove its intestines and cook them because then you've got yam-filled intestines, and that was his last words. Mm. Um, so my thoughts were that the only connection that he he really had to the the wasn't to, to really the plot of the film. It was more in keeping with the theme of the film. Um, yeah, I didn't care for that stuff. But all of the Tan Popo stuff I thought was great. I thought it was really funny. What, I, was, your, what was the funniest scene for you? My favourite scene, I've got a few, but my probably my favourite scene mm. is when one of the, there was a guy that was choking and yeah. <laughs> Tan Popo <laughs> That's grabbed. That's mine too. Gets a, a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> gets a vacuum cleaner and shoves it in his mouth and sucks the the offending piece of food out of his mouth. And I thought that was great. I've never seen that before, but it's so obvious. I'm, <laughs> part of me hopes that I see someone choking. I don't want anyone to choke. But if I see someone choking and I've got a vacuum cleaner on me, you know what's fucking coming. I mean, I, I did first aid last year. They never <laughs> said, if there's a vacuum cleaner free... Put that down their their throat and they'll suck it back up. On your That's next training genius. update, I think that you should put it to <laughs> organisation and say, I think we should all carry around vacuum cleaners. I'm just thinking about, again, my favourite scene. I said I had a couple. My other one was the homeless guy who takes the kid and they break into a kitchen 
the kids oh, yeah. the, the guy's like what do you want what's your favorite dish and the kid goes rice omelette goes all right then and he grabs him and they go and break into a kitchen and there's a security guard lurking around as well and it's done very well like they sneak in they cook the omelette they cook the rice and they, the kid has a rice omelette they sneak out the kitchen and the security guard is going in just as they're leaving it's timed like you know like an old sort of laurel and hardy sketch when they're going one one group mm. of people's going in the door and someone else is going out i enjoyed that too there was it was quite a lot of and really he's, well and he's also in it yeah, and he's also like smelling. He's like, oh, it smells really good in here. Like yeah. someone's bound to have cooked. <laughs> so, yeah, quite an enjoyable, fun little film. I could watch this on a Sunday afternoon. It feels like a perfect Sunday mm. afternoon movie for me. Could have done without the food sexy time, as I said. And I could have done without the breastfeeding over the entirety of the final credits. Um, it's so random it, but I get it I get it because that's a new cycle of life you know experiencing food yeah, for the first time so I get true. it I just don't particularly enjoy seeing children being best fed um, personal preference what can I say yeah. I'm going to give it yeah. an 8 out of 10 first time watch 8 out of 10 what do you reckon mate I'm going to give this super random an 8.3 out of 10 you love those decimals don't you yeah, <laughs> we're allowed to put decimals. Is that do whatever not, you want, mate. Is that not allowed? You can do whatever yeah, you want. You, it, you can go to not, two DP if you want. Quite a, go eight point two seven. Eight three eight point two three seven five six. Yeah, three two. Yeah, because it's not quite an eight point five. Maybe watching it a second or third time. Yeah, it would it would go up. Well, this is it for me. It's like I, I'm. I do. I do sometimes score first time watches more than an eight, but. I tend to try and reserve my nines and tens for rewatches, as we know. Mm. But strong, 8.3 and an 8. Good work. Thanks, foodie. So, next theme then. It's back to you. It's your choice of theme. So, what are you going to go for in the next episode, mate? What are we going to be choosing for next week? Next week's uh, picks episode, we're choosing musicians as the topic. Musicians as the topic. So, it could be films that have got a musician in it could be a film about a musician yeah it could be a documentary about a band cool um i'm looking forward to recording that episode mate so tune in next week to hear what we choose as part of our musician picks we can't go yet though because we've still got a final section um stitch up section three which is where one of us has to watch a terrible film and it's usually based on a vote that goes to instagram last time i believe uh, oh, last time I forgot to put the poll on, didn't I? I forgot to put the poll on Instagram. Yeah. So it went to a Wheel of Fortune and we spun the Wheel of Fortune. I lost and I had to watch the Barbie Diaries, which is, mm. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the Barbie Diaries is the real question. Yeah, of course I did. Well, if I didn't watch it, we wouldn't have a section free. We wouldn't have a section well, free. You could also like, oh, I couldn't watch this film. So I had to watch Howard the Duck instead. Which would have been a treat for you. Shit, I didn't think of that. Uh. <laughs> As I was saying, I lost the Wheel of Fortune and I had to watch the Barbie Diaries. So I put the Barbie Diaries on I, and I didn't grab a, a screen grab of the year and director and stuff because, I mean, why would I do that for a toy commercial? <laughs> I, I didn't mention this in the first section, yeah. but one of the things that I've watched this week was a nine-part documentary about Nexium called the oh, vow yeah and it's very interesting yeah. super interesting and i know a fair amount about nexium at this point 
and it didn't offer up an awful lot more information, but it was interesting nonetheless. One of the people that left that cult, Sarah Edmondson, is in the Barbie Diaries oh, as a voice. No way. Which is a total coincidence. <laughs> yeah, she's one of the voices, which I didn't find out until I was looking up the cast and crew and stuff afterwards, after I watched this horrible, steaming turd fire of a film. If you can call it a film, it's very short. And yeah. I'll get to the end and my positives of the film. Um, but my one positive is that it was short. It was less than an hour, 15 minutes, oh, which good. is great. Yeah. But, but basically, it's an, it's an animated film and it starts off with Barbie and her mates. They're sitting around and they're talking about what they've done with their summer. And they're kind of lamenting that maybe they've wasted their summer. One of the friends has made 26 short films, which I'd say is quite fucking mm, good. That's very I've impressive. I've made 26 short films in my entire life. <laughs> but they're about to go into sophomore year, whatever that means. If you're American, you know what that means. Mm. I don't know what that means, sophomore year. Who knows? It's a high school thing. They're in school. That's all you need to yeah. know. Um, so Barbie, basically, she's trying to infiltrate the popular kids um so she can write a story about popularity or something i don't know i wasn't really paying too much attention but i do feel like there was a lot of similarities between this and what was that film i had to watch legally blondes mm. technically legally, legally blonde three i guess legally blondes yeah where they're talking to the popular kids and stuff so barbie's trying to infiltrate these popular kids but she gets carried away with it doesn't she of course she does she starts to love it she loves being mates with the popular kids and talking about clothes and boys and all of the other cliche stuff that you talk about when you're a popular kid from the valley and you've got long blonde hair and all of those other cliches and stereotypes that's how you were when you were younger no with your luscious mousy brown hair yeah, yeah. i was exactly <laughs> like that but, but what i didn't have when i was a kid was a magic bracelet <gasps> And a diary, what opens uh, when you wave the magic bracelet over it? No. So they go to this shop. And uh, as far as I can tell, this has got nothing to do with the plot of the film. However, they go to the shop and for some reason Barbie gets a a magic diary, as I say, with a, a magic bracelet that you wave over the diary and it opens the diary. And I, I went on Google afterwards to see if I could find these magic bracelets. And sure enough, they're for sale. So Seriously? clearly it was just, it was a, it was a toy commercial. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking when I was watching it, I was thinking this doesn't make it. Like what is this? This has got no relevance to the greater narrative of a film. And don't get me wrong. I'm not expecting fucking Shakespeare from a Barbie movie. <laughs> but just randomly chucking in some, some toy commercials in there. It was very egregious. Like at least Star Wars is, like at least they try to make it somewhat a coherent film, and like Star Wars is a toy commercial, but at least they're trying to weave the toys in with the plot mm. of the film. This one, they're just like, "Hey, look, here's a diary you can buy and a magic bracelet. Go out and buy it quick." <laughs> and then, I mean, plot, plot, plot. Skip, skip, skip. Cliche, cliche. Um, pretty bad. Very short. It gets a 1 out of 10 for being shorter than 1 hour 15 minutes. <laughs> the last 12 minutes was all song because also Barbie is in a band. Of course she is. Rubbish. Did, it wanna, did you want to buy this diary bracelet business after watching this film? <laughs> I might buy it, mate. Yeah, I might. <laughs> Just as a bit of a goof. Maybe we could write our, um, 
our podcast calendar Ooh, in it. Could... If we get two magic bracelets, we'll, we'll send it back and forth from the UK. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, that'd be very easy to plan and not costly at all. All right, shall we find out who is going to be watching yeah. the next Stitch Up then for episode eighty? Shit, episode oh, eighty. That went quick. So what have we got then? So we have got Llamageddon for me versus Birdemic mm-hmm. Two for you. You very kindly put this poll on Instagram yesterday, and I know you did because I voted against you. And I haven't looked at it today, so I don't know the final results, but I do know which way it was headed, and I need to know if it changed or not. So please put me out of my misery one way or another. When you saw the poll, where was it heading? Was it heading more to me or more to you? When I saw the poll, it was last time I saw it was nine votes in total. Five votes for you, four votes for me. So you were, mm-hmm. I was winning, um, but you hadn't voted yet. So what, come Ooh. on. What was no it? No fucking way. <laughs> Where does it stand now? <laughs> That's not how it was. That's not how it was what, what? two seconds ago. Because when I looked at it, right, before we recorded, Dan's got this big smirk on his face. It said six to five, and it said that I was in the lead, but it's it was it was technically the other way around. So I have to watch Birdemic next week. Brilliant. There was a sneaky last minute vote. Oh, good, good. I had a week of doing stitch up, and now it's back typical. to you again. Good. Bloody so I'm still typical. winning, not overall stitch ups. That's going straight on a spreadsheet. <laughs> so you. We were thinking of a different concept with with Stitch Up going forward. Yeah, so going forward with Stitch Up, what I think we're going to try doing is, and because every week we have to choose, or every couple of weeks we have to choose two different films for each other for the Stitch Up poll, I'm starting to run out of films and we don't like to repeat ourselves. Um, so my suggestion was that when we pick a film, it remains on the Stitch Up until we watch it so i've so this week for example it was Lamageddon versus birdemic you lost the poll you've got to watch birdemic mm-hmm. too so my proposal would be that Lamageddon that you chose stays on a poll for next time stays and on. i've got to choose an, another film to replace birdemic um what do you think about that should we should we give that a try let's give it a go and see how Let's see how long Lamageddon yeah. <laughs> will stay on the poll. Yeah. Maybe you'll indefinitely will stay there and you have constantly have to choose films yeah. for me. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So that does maybe. mean that this week you don't need to announce a film for me because Lamageddon remains. And I've got to announce a new film for you to replace Birdemic 2. The film I'm choosing for you, mate, mm. is called To Catch a Yeti. And it's... It's available on YouTube. It looks like Ooh. it was made for about £3.75. It looks like they bought a little troll off of Argos.com and they just filmed that. And oh, then this that's sounds the quality. Yeti. It looks fucking hilarious. Um, but for you, for the next poll, it's going to be To Catch a Yeti. So To Catch a Yeti. To Catch a Yeti. I've got a link for it, so I'll send you a link to make sure that when you put the poll on our Twin Picks pod page on Instagram that you choose the right one, so I'll send that to you afterwards. But if you do want to vote for Nicole to watch Takachi Yeti on the next uh, Instagram poll, follow us on Instagram at Twin Picks pod. 
if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do also at Twin Picks Pod. If you want to support the show, you can do on ko-fi.com slash Twin Picks Podcast. Or if you want to email us, do so at twinpickspod at gmail.com. Leave us a review. Leave us a review or recommend the podcast to one of your mates. That don't cost you nothing. You can just you can just go no, away. Hey, Roy, you like coming of age movies, don't you? Yeah, I do actually. I do actually, Bev. Yeah. Well, Roy, actually, there's this podcast that I think you might really like called the Twin Picks Podcast. And they recently covered two coming of age movies, which was Baby Thief and The Kings of Summer. Have you ever seen those films, Roy? No, I haven't. But I think what I'll do is I'll watch them first because they're probably going to spoil the films. So I'll watch them <laughs> films first and then I'll listen to that episode. Thanks for suggesting that, Bev. You know, I just played that scenario out. But if you could maybe do that in real life, I'd very much appreciate that. Where can people find you? Um... Where can you find me? You can find me on Instagram at Chikanika or Nika Creative. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch up with you next week where we're going to be choosing our two musician movies. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. See you.